0: Hello and welcome to the bonus. My name's Phineas Me Joining me this evening, as he d- does every show, just about is Raphael Kaleb. Welcome, Raphael. How you doing, Finn? Very, very well. This, this evening on this, well, it's, a, it's pretty much. It's starting. To, there's a bit of a chill in the air. It's starting to get a little bit c- cold in May. And before we go any further, we should say that the Boldness is all about not just waiting for some well-meaning p- person to g- give you human rights, but demanding them.
1: And what have we got, or who have we got, coming up on today's show, Raphael? Well, is that because it's so cold out there, we're actually talking about affordable, accessible housing with Craig Wallace, President of People with Disabilities Australia and a housing officer with the OCTU, ACOS, which is the Australian Council of Social Services.
0: Co- correct, and that's ACE. That's uh, ACOS as well. um, All right, so we'll be back with Craig very shortly. Stick around.
1: Do you have a community event or campaign you'd like to announce on radio? Maybe your group would like to take a tour of 3CR and find out how community radio works. Are you in a band and would like to record a demo? Or maybe there are people in your workplace or activist organisation who would like to undergo media skills training. 3CR is a resource for the community and offers community announcements, station tours, studio hire and media skills workshops at affordable prices. For more information, contact 3CR on 9419 8377 or go to our website www.3cr.org.au
0: Over 7.5 million people tune into community radio stations around Australia each month. Just like you, they're tuning in to get diversity, alternatives, and to escape from the predictability of mainstream media.
1: That's good morning from the Concrete Gang And
0: we're getting stuck into the garden show
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Ruminations here on 3CR Welcome to another edition of Great Voices, 3CR's classical vocal program
0: Good morning and welcome to the Latin American Update program 8.55am Every day 3CR brings you current affairs, local music, gig guides, activist information and community views and voices Make sure you join us. Call
2: nine four one
0: It is nine past six on this Wednesday evening, and unfortunately we're having a few technical difficulties at the moment. So our uh, guest, Craig Wallace, who we've foreknownst before, can't uh, actually join us, but we hope he can, uh, and we hope this will be a momentary um, momentary uh, problem anyway. Uh, we're, anyway, uh, while well, we've got some time,
1: Raphael, you have a community announcement. Yes, on the 28th of May, which is Saturday week, Wild at Heart has got a free screening at St Kilda Town Hall for the premiere of... A uh, film, and the film is all about music and music videos, which people with a disability have made.
0: Yeah, you've, you've had some, you've had some involvement with
1: that, haven't you? I have. Is that one of the songs that we recorded a couple of years ago was called "Attitude Princess," and I believe that is that is actually part of the film, and it will be the last um, song that is played as part of that film. And there's a couple of other songs which spring to mind. One is by a woman called Jen Frank called Sutures in My Heart, and a couple by Eddie Inc. What, what was and what was the? Uh, you
0: said you you you'd been uh, you'd been involved in in the recording of uh, your song Attitude Princess. What, what, what was that process like?
1: Look, it said, I enjoy it. It's said, it's very similar to radio. It's about using the voice, using uh, vocal skills, and telling a little bit of a story. And maybe it's something which people can relate to. Well, yes. Well,
0: that's often a good thing with uh, the the great thing about music, and I guess people. It's another way that people with disabilities can tell our our stories, which is which is a uh, very imp- which, as I said before, is extremely imp- important. Um, yeah, we're still hoping to talk about affordable housing this 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 evening. Uh, there has been a um, recent report suggesting th- that uh, well people with disabilities are f- on the disability support pension are effectively locked out of Australia's rental market, which is uh, which is not very, which is uh, terrible which is really t- a terrible thing really. We should be doing far more as a society to ensure that people with disabilities who are on uh, who are. Who are uh, part of our most vulnerable community, but also part, part uh, also on welfare. Unlike a lot of, unlike uh, a lot of mainstream media suggestions that they are just we we are just uh, you know bludgers and and uh, lifters and leaners, etc. Um, you know it's we really need to change that. Anyway, we're very pl- pleased to hopefully announce. That Craig Wallace joins us from People with Disabilities Australia. Have we got you, Craig?
2: Good evening to you. Good,
0: good evening, Craig. Sorry about sorry about the, the the start there. Um, now ACOS has um ACOS has not uh, sorry Anglicare has released their their report suggesting that uh, which suggests that people with disabilities are effectively locked out of the housing market.
2: Yeah, they certainly have been. So what they've released is their annual rental affordability snapshot, which um, takes a look across all of the uh, properties on a particular weekend in April that are listed on places like um, like Gumtree and other sites, and places where people find housing. They look at houses, they look at shared rooms and rental, and they work out which of those could be afforded by a person on low incomes, minimum wage or income support and when they looked across at this nationally uh, the figures were just appalling. There were uh, less than uh, 1% of the total properties could be afforded by a person on the disability support pension.
1: Did this differ from state to state?
2: Yeah, it does differ from state to state for some indicators. However, I have to say I've done a little bit of work on this and the results seem to be pretty uniform in terms of the DSP. There are very few properties that um, people can afford on uh, the disability support pension. The uh, index of affordability is that it shouldn't take up more than 30% of your income and most properties do. We've got whole electorates here in the ACT where I'm from, where there isn't a single... Uh, property that is uh, affordable to a person on an income support payment.
0: Well, yes, they, they was saying. I, I think there's um, less than one, one. As you mentioned before, that there's less than one percent of housing with, within, stra, within Australia um, or within on that particular weekend that people could actually afford, which is which is not that great. And when you add to that. Um, the, the added complexity of um, lack of accessible housing, as well, uh, it really does compli- complicate things.
2: Yeah, you do. The other thing to say is it's much worse in the um, in, in the metropolitan areas than in the regions. I mean, I think that there is a real underlying issue here around uh, you know the two barriers that people with disabilities face to housing. Um, one is the same barriers that just about that many Australians face is simply being on a low income puts you right out of the rental market. Um, you know, if you're under five, you are lucky to find anything under $500 a week in any metropolitan area in terms of rental. on top of that you know we've got low incomes many of us are reliant on income support Um, we are we are underemployed or actually unemployed or on casualised and low income jobs and we've got added to that a lack of suitable built form coming into the market because the property market hasn't yet woken up to the need to provide accessible and adaptable housing for people with disabilities and people who are ageing Good
0: uh, yes, I mean it is going to. It is there. There, there is going to. People are going to struggle. Um, or people, people are struggling with that. Is it? Is it government responsibility to to help redress that, or or is it, or uh, does the responsibility lie with the 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 not with non non for profit agencies?
2: And no, in this case, it really is a government problem because there's a clear area of market failure in terms of private rental. The only people that have got the power to make any appreciable difference to that are government. We've tried a whole lot of voluntary regulation in this space. So uh, there's been work going back over a decade to try and build support for universal housing design here in Australia through the very good work of the network on universal housing design that my organisation Auspices... Um, There was also a quite serious attempt um, a couple of years ago when Therese Rain uh, got a hold of this issue to have a dialogue with industry and to agree some voluntary regulations. Unfortunately, those voluntary regulations, you know, even the industry admits, simply haven't been successful in increasing the supply of adaptable and affordable housing for people with disabilities. I think it's really time that government built in a mix of both incentives for affordable and adaptable housing and also some regulations so that we can start getting, uh, you know, a supply of this on the marketplace.
1: Craig, what about um, young people with a disability trying to find housing?
2: Yeah, look, it's really hard if you're a young person... Um, getting away from home and trying to break into uh, the marketplace and the kinds of of incomes that young people tend to have. You know, we had the government just talking the other day about having $4 internships for um, for young people with disabilities uh, or for young people generally, which would include people with disabilities. We're often on, on low incomes and employed in places that provide specialist support and really low incomes. As well, I mean, I, I think the challenge for young people is finding a pathway out of the family home that looks anything like the pathway that other young people have. I mean, we talk about boomerang kids that kind of come back in their, their 20s. People with disabilities never get to leave home in the first place, and that really concerns me. What, what,
0: sort of, what, can, we, what can we do to create better housing outcomes for people?
2: Well, look, if you're talking about some of the policy levers, um, uh, I would do, and we'll be announcing more about this during the ele- federal election as it moves forward. But some of the ideas that um, that I've had flooding for a while is I think they should um, incentivise the investment in accessible and affordable property. So, for instance, if we're talking about negative gearing, which is essentially a way for people to stow away their money in property, um, then maybe we should be incentivising... Some people are only negative gear in terms of uh, accessible and universally designed properties. I also think that there's a story about some some other tax breaks that we can give people in terms of the design and modification of housing. I'm hoping that the NDIS housing money that's coming on board is aimed at housing in the community and not more of the kind of failed, dysfunctional institutional models that only make things worse and and push people out, keep people out of the the housing market. I think that there also needs to be, uh, for want of a better word, a kind of marketing campaign directed at the housing industry to make them realize that they can actually build in some adaptable features at minimal expense and that they're just going to have to do so. We're in a real aging bubble in Australia. We're heading towards having four times the number of centenarians. So, people over 100. A lot of those are going to have disabilities. A lot of older people are going to need housing that grows with them over their life cycle rather than the expectation that they will um, go into acute care. That's costly for everyone and emotionally um, problematic for those people as well.
0: Our guest tonight tonight on the Bobness is Craig Wallace from people with disabilities Australia. Craig what a what I mean should, should is the thinking towards people with disabilities that oh they'll just go into government housing so we do, we don't need to worry about the, the the rental or the the commercial housing market.
2: Yeah, or, some some of the work. That's a, that's a really good question, Finn. Some of the work from people like the uh, HURI, the Urban, the Australian Urban Housing Research Institute, um, points to people with disabilities having what they described as really flat. Housing careers, whereas you know many people will move around lots of housing during a lifetime they will upscale and downscale people with disabilities tend to wind up going straight into social and public housing um, That always needs to be there as an option for people, but I would like to see people having many more options in their lives to be able to access private rental to be able to access meaningful. Home ownership, you know, and that means actually having a market that's more responsive. It means people having the incomes that will enable them to do that. I also think that there's some real traps in the housing area, that we've got people that are out there pushing for really old-style models where people with disabilities are forced to live together in order to get disability supports. So places that look like institutions and and those are really problematic. We know that people are subject to violence and abuse in them and and we shouldn't be building more of those.
1: Craig, why is it important for people to have affordable housing?
2: Look, I think it's important because um, home is where you go to when you are uh, tired, angry and stressed. Um, Home is a point of security if you don't, it's, a, it's an underpinning. If you don't have a house, there is no way that you can, or a reliable place to stay in. Uh, you're not able to to work. Uh, you're not able to participate in volunteering or education, and your personal safety is at risk. It's one of those basic elements, food, shelter, and clothing, that we all need to be able to survive on in in the modern world.
1: Well, it's like I agree um, that, Craig. It's that I'd go a bit further. Is that with housing, it means that a person can build a sense of belonging to a community and build links and a social role valorisation comes into it as well, where they can actually go out and have other roles in the community other than just having a disability.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with that. And there's, there's unfortunately there's housing that doesn't lend itself readily to that. So. You know, having people in places where um, you're only there because you're a person with a disability, you're not there with a natural group of friends that you might make through have sharing common interests. You can't decide who comes and goes from the housing. Um, your only visitors during the day are care and support workers, and nobody has responsibility or stewardship over a house, that's very much the reality that people with disabilities have, is living in places like that. And around 37,000 people don't even see the outside at all. They live in places like nursing homes. I really think that we need to change that paradigm and we need to think about how we situate people in good housing that's close to the community. I mean, I live in a mixed-use development, so what that means is that I live in a place where there are lots of different people. We're next to to shops and offices. Theoretically, I wouldn't have to go out and drive anywhere to get uh, to pick up my local shopping. I feel really included in that community. I would like to see more of that and more innovation in the space, and less focus on these sort of old-style Dickensian housing models.
0: What can we, obviously, with the with the f- federal election coming up, what, what can we do, do to get both parties looking at affordable housing and particularly for people with disabilities?
2: I think that we really need to, to keep taking part in the debate. So every time they talk about negative gearing and housing affordability and, and mortgages, we need to be saying, hang on, the issue here is actually about low rental, it's actually about the lack of options. And equity for people that face multiple barriers, including the lack of built form. You know, when you are out there um, meeting your candidate in a shopping centre on the weekend, I would bring up housing and talk to them about the concerns that you you have. I would call for them to introduce mandatory standards for. Um, for livable housing and to incentivise um, the building of accessible rental housing as well. I'd be ringing up talkback radio stations, writing letters and being part of, of organisations that actually lobby on these issues. I mean, my organisation, People With Disability Australia, will be uh, housing will certainly be one of the focuses that we have in the election campaign there'll be ways for people in the disability community to engage with that share that and lobby MPs and let's make a lot of noise until listening shifts
0: well yes we've got to, I mean I guess we we have to make we have to make a lot, a lot of noise a lot of noise to be heard but it, it it obviously it obviously can be can be done but it, but is there is there anything else that, i mean is there anything else that um is there anything else that that non profit sector drug or, or government can do
2: well look, I, I think at the local level that we actually all have a responsibility to be thinking about what we're doing to create a pool of of accessible and and adaptable housing for people with disabilities and affordable housing as well so Um, you know governments actually taking action to ensure that they have uh, as they are building public housing stock which sometimes transfers over to private hands that that is accessible and universally designed is a positive step I think community organisations thinking about uh, models uh, about housing form and the way that they can distribute that in the community. So instead of putting people into inner housing models, we actually start community organisations thinking about supports which enable people with disabilities to live independently in the community. There's a a good initiative here in Canberra called LINC that uh, is about people with disabilities salt and peppered uh, amongst other housing. So there's community connections but it's not something that that is an institution or a place where they're forced to live to get disability support. So I'd like to see uh, community organisations getting much more on top of this and if they are building housing, if they're building places um, that are going to be transitional or even shelters um, for homeless people, let's make sure they're accessible as well. I was pretty shocked recently to discover that here in the nation's capital there isn't one women's shelter that meets the livable housing guidelines. So if a woman in a wheelchair was um, fleeing domestic violence, where she could go and stay. So civil society definitely has a a responsibility to act there as well.
0: Finally, Craig, how can people... people, Apologies for shortening our time today, but how can people get involved in the the, uh, people with disability affordable housing campaign?
2: Well, look, they can jump on our page. So uh, on our Facebook page, which is um, uh, the uh, People With Disability Australia page, they can uh, join us. It's online, easy and free. That's uh, pwd.org.au. And there are links to all of our policy engagements there. We, we also ask people if they'd like to be part of campaigns. Um, when they're joining up, that's free. You can You can follow us on Twitter as well and keep taking part in the conversations and in the events that w- that we have throughout the year. I mean, the other thing that people can do is join their local um, cross-disability organisations and, and organisations that work on the ground. In in Victoria, you've got a really good gun organisation, the Youth Disability Advocacy Network, that I know you've got some had some contact with in the past, Finn. I think that they're really good mm-hmm. campaigners on issues like this as well.
0: Indeed. Sadly, Craig, we have to... We have to get going, but uh, thank you very much for your t- time this evening, and uh, ho- hopefully hopefully, affordable housing for people with disabilities c- can g- get some traction and uh, really get some more affordable housing, really.
2: Anyway, uh, thank you very much, Craig. We hope so too. Thanks very much, Finn, any time.
1: Cheers. We've well, been what... talking with Craig Wallace, President of People with Disabilities and Housing Office for ACTU ACOS.
0: Correct. Uh, so, so we we will be back next month, which will be fifth
1: uh, of June for Radiothon. The
0: fifteenth of June for Radio Radiothon. Tamil voices are up next. I'm looking forward to what they have t- to say. What are we, What are we going out with tonight,
1: Raphael? We're going out with Down Street, Down City Streets by Archie Roach.
0: Great song. Very appropriate too. See you next time.